This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to Dubai 103.8. Lots to come from a sporting perspective. We're focusing in on combat sports for the next 20 minutes or so. We're in conversation with two gentlemen. And uh, I think, actually, Chris, we can welcome the first of those into the conversation right we now. We certainly can. Delighted to see joining us. He joined us last Saturday on the grill. He's sparing t- some time. And listen, this guy is one of the busiest men in all of the UE right now. He is the Destination Marketing Director for DCT Abu Dhabi. He is surveying his little empire down there on Yaz Island. UFC Fight Island, it is back for another five event showing. And I'm delighted to say that Saeed Al Saeed is with us live on the line. Good evening to you, Saeed. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah. Nice to speak to you again. Yeah, lovely to have you on the line. We're, what, what are we now? About ooh, 48 hours and a bit more ahead of UFC 253. Of course, a Sunday morning gig down there in Yaz Island. How are preparations coming alongside? I mean, we're, we're doing uh, really great from uh, being prepared uh, Physically, I don't know about mentally, because 48 <laughs> hours to you means uh, one day for us. There's no sleep. There's no sleep. But, uh, no, we had a really exciting press conference uh, this afternoon, actually, by the beach. And uh, we had Dana White, you know, speaking and introducing the, the fighters. But the banter, I'll put it in, in gentle terms and call it banter between Adesanya and Costa was, was entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, we saw Kamara Usman um, beat uh, Jorge Masvidal in the first instalment of Fight Island. Has anything changed, Saeed? Have you learned from that experience and, and maybe tweaked a couple of things? Or is it very much a case of, well, that went well, we'll just rerun it as is? Well, uh, there's definitely a version of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, there was a lot of learnings uh, uh, that we came across. So things that weren't necessarily in the plan to begin with that we happened upon and realized, all right, we need to create processes for these. So it was much more efficient, I would say, this time around because we had those, uh, you know, previous learnings in place and we had planned for them already. Uh, but uh, it's it's never easy, man. It's never easy. And you said it, you know, Masvidal and Usman was, was a huge one to start with and we're starting with a bang this time around as well. Yeah, I mean, that was a massive fight and I think, you know, obviously a lot of people clamouring for Masvidal to get his title shot. Shame that he had to take the fight at such short notice, but it was a brilliant performance by Usman. But these two fights, these two main events, I think the world of... UFC and the, the sporting world beyond that will be very interested to tune in for these because Israel Adesanya and Paolo Costa are putting unbeaten records on the line and Dominic Reyes, many people felt that he actually beat John Jones in their fight. He's taken on, well, a very bad man by the name of Jan Blaukowicz who has put together a pretty impressive run yeah. himself. I agree. I think Reyes did beat uh, John Jones, but, you know, it, it becomes a subjective matter whether is it worthy enough to take the belt off of someone but, uh, you know, again, opinions. We, we, we can talk all we want, but at the end of the day, it was called the way it was. Uh, no, big fights. I think, uh, like you said, it, I don't wish anyone to lose, but, you know, it's really exciting to see two undefeated fighters coming into the ring and one of them is walking away with that, with that win to, to boost his career. And the other guy is going to have to come back again, obviously. Now, to my knowledge, Sai, Dana White is not aware of Dubai I-103.8, so he will not be listening to this. Give <laughs> us a bit of an insight into what it is like working with Dana, because it's fair to say he knows his own mind. He is quite a demanding individual. He has exacting standards. How have you found working with the UFC president? 
I mean, he's he's been really easy to work with for me personally. Uh, he's uh, very uh, uh, positive, optimistic, always smiling. But you said it yourself. I wouldn't say demanding. I would say determined. <laughs> you know, he is determined to get what he wants. And that's the attitude that we liked about him too, when we worked with him in the first place. And that's why he came back for Fight Island as well the first time around. It's that determination to get things done, even uh, with the COVID-19 situation and the pandemic. He wanted the sport to keep going. He wanted fans to get their fill of the entertainment that he was providing beforehand. So I, I wouldn't say he's too demanding. I think we, we, and in Abu Dhabi, I think he's had more than he would ever have anywhere else from hospitality and services. So he's a happy man nowadays. <laughs> now, from a, an event venue perspective, I know you might not be in a position to give us an exclusive. We're going to fish for one anyway, <laughs> because UFC 253 taking place at the Flash Forum. Any change of venue that we can expect anytime soon, Saeed? Uh, listen, what I can say is health and safety, health and safety, health and safety. And those order are our priorities. So if we are able to get the safe zone extended into uh, the arena in a way that does not compromise the, the, the uh, safety of our bubble, uh, then yes, we will be able to host uh, uh, you know, the event uh, elsewhere. In a way, with, with, with debuting at an arena like that, you'd obviously want to have a fan presence. It would be a bit of a shame in some respects to, to have the arena come online behind closed doors. Are you fishing for a scoop or tickets? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the tickets before the scoop, please. <laughs> then we'll talk offline about that. No, but seriously, I, I, I say it time and again, health and safety, number one and number hundredth priority for us. Mm. If we are able to use the venue in a safe manner that, that does not compromise, A, the bubble itself, and B, obviously the safety of the fighters and everyone around them, we will move. And B, if we are able to get people in and have them enjoy, because at the end of the day, it is about the fans. And if we're able to get some fans, and even if it's not at capacity, obviously, it would be our pleasure to do so. But as of now, no. The answer is still no. That's a resounding no at that. That's fair. That's fair. The good news yeah. is we've got about ooh, four weeks because, of course, we culminate exactly. with UFC 254. That will see Khabib Nurmagomedov return, taking on Justin Gaethje. And it would be, to echo one. what Robbie has said, it kind of would be a bit of a travesty. That being said, the safety of those fellas in the octagon is absolutely paramount. Last one from us. And I've got to ask, Saeed, what is the atmosphere like? Give us a little taste because you guys are down there in a bubble. What is it like? What's the day-to-day -day like? How, how is the atmosphere? So the two, uh, more, two groups of people in the island right now are people that have been quarantining for 14 days uh, away from their families in self-isolation. Then, myself included, coming out of our rooms is just this huge sigh of relief and a breath of fresh air. So it's excitement all around from this group of people. The other group of people are people coming in from international destinations that are either in lockdown, partial lockdown, have been at home for so long, and they got on a flight, got into this destination to Abu Dhabi, this exciting place, a beach, uh, activities, fun, and a COVID-free uh, sense of relief, and there's excitement there. Combine the two, and you know that uh, we're doing better than you guys right now. <laughs> very, very true. Side, we cannot wait a whole month 
of just incredible action in the UFC, all taking place. Fight Island 2, five fight nights. It all kicks off this weekend with UFC 253. Best of luck with the completion of, of the preparations. I'm sure you will not need it, and we'll chat to you, I'm sure, uh, very side, soon. Very quickly, you've got a front row seat, I take it? Yes, sir. Oh, you lucky. You lucky. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, continue that, we'll continue that ticketing conversation <laughs> offline, Saeed. But listen, Done. we'll let you go. Thanks so Done. much for chatting to us, okay? My pleasure, gentlemen. Take care. Great stuff. Wow. Yeah, excited about it. Those two fights, the two main events, Israel Adesanya, Paolo Costa, Dominic Reyes taking on Jan Blaukowicz. Now, I've got to say, because Saeed wouldn't say it, when we talk about the arena, we are, of course, talking the Etihad yeah. arena. 18,000 capacity and all singing, all dancing. New stadium, new venue. You're listening to Off Script Extra Time with Chris and Robbie. Join the conversation on Dubai Eye 103.8. We're building up to UFC 253, which takes place down at Fight Island 2 in Abu Dhabi this weekend. But it's not the only combat sports in the UAE that we can look forward to because the UAE Warriors is at Caesars Palace. It is, of course, behind closed doors, but the fighters are still here. And listen, there's a lot of pride at stake, as well as W's to pop in the win column as well. And, and one man who will be seeking said win, and he's a bit of a glutton for punishment, is this fella, because we spoke to him on Zoom today for about ooh, 25 minutes mm. or so. A lovely man, in actual fact, is Chai Chopper Lewis Parry. And I'm delighted to say he's not long done his way in, and he's live with us Are you on saying the line that because now. he's six foot nine and 243 am, pounds? Of course. I am saying that, Let's Rob. bring him into the conversation now. Chai, listen, it's great to speak to you again today. And thank you very much for taking the time. Well, hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Can we just apologise in advance for asking you all the same questions that we asked you about three hours ago? Oh, it's a good job I like speaking, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. Listen, Chai, you are uh, taking part in UAE Warriors this weekend. How has your trip over to Dubai been? How are you feeling ahead of your fight with Fabiano Moldano? And what can people expect to see? And it really is a case of blink and you'll miss it with your fights, usually. Usually, um, and I don't intend on changing that strategy, um, but my trip no, so far has been uh, very relaxed. There's been a lot to do. There has been a lot, to do, a lot more to do. There's a lot more protocol and procedures because of this whole, you know, COVID thing. But um, I am tackling it with a smile and just getting on with it. And I'm very, very looking forward to competing once again here in the UAE. Yeah, one of the things that I took away from our chat earlier, Chai, is your kind of demeanour. There's a smile on your face. Uh, I get the feeling that, yes, you take your profession seriously, but as you, you told us, it's not the be-all and end-all because, you know, it's, it's well documented. You have had overtures from UFC in, in the past. You've chosen not to take Dana up on some of the offers that have been placed in front of you. I mean, just for those listening who think that the UFC is the be-all and end-all, give us your kind of reasoning for that, if you can, my friend. Well, I think it's important to not take anything away from Dana White's accomplishments and what the UFC represents for you know uh, aspiring mixed martial artists, um, because they are in itself uh, you know a standalone kind of uh, entity, and they have my full respect and um, admiration, but. Just guys, trust me, it's not the be-all and the end-all. It's not the only place that you can showcase your talent, your hard work and your craft. There are so many promotions all over the world, maybe not as big as the UFC globally, but incredibly substantial in their region 
and they will give you the platform that you need to be an incredible, not only athlete, but an, a showman. And, and, you know, I think you just have to trust in the process and trust that sometimes the opportunity that you need for yourself, for you as, as a person, as a character, as an athlete, is, is not much further than, you know, a, a couple of countries away. You just got to find, fit, you know, get in where you can fit in and, um, and make the most of it. Because it is a very short-lived career and ideally you want to get in and get out and, and take your health with you. Yeah, that is priority number one. But but the the idea of going unbeaten, that's become a, a real, I guess, that's become a, a bigger focus point in yeah. the last sort of 10 years or so. I mean, Mayweather in boxing made a big deal of his unbeaten record. You've got guys like Habib Nurmagomedov who, who are unbeaten and there's an aura that comes with that. And I guess you've come across many a fighter who suffered a tough loss throughout their career. We've seen so many in the UFC. Jose Aldo springs to mind when he was KO'd by Conor McGregor and, and, and he said that was an extremely difficult thing for him to come back from. Uh, Chai, in your opinion, how, how do fighters rebuild themselves when they put so much pressure, and I know this isn't something that you've done, but when so much pressure and emphasis is placed on staying unbeaten, or on protecting that record, it's a very difficult thing to come back from. Well, you know, again, I think it's about perspective. It's about how you see yourself. You know, how many times I've received messages from people saying they want to take my zero. And I'm like, well, what would you mean? Coke or Pepsi? Like, it means absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm, obviously, I pride myself in my, my talent, my ability, uh, and I pride myself on my work ethic. But it means nothing. Like, it doesn't mean it. nothing changes in my personal life. And my personal life is what I live day in and day out. I'm only fighting for a period of time. I don't go home and that's all I think about. Sure, it consumes a lot more of my time and a lot more of my mind space when I do have preparation for a fight to consider. But it does not identify as my... It doesn't define me. Fighting isn't me. Fighting is something that I do. And I do well. And I'm proud of that. But what defines me is the character that I look at in the mirror every single day, mm. whether I'm fighting or I'm not fighting. And I'd much rather pride myself off of that character being, being good. You, you've got good minerals, good morals. Of course you do in, in ethics, etc. on that front, Chai. John Jones, he is a man that you've had a run-in with, well-documented run-in with in the past, a man that many MMA fans would tell us and you is probably the greatest practitioner of mixed martial arts that certainly UFC has ever seen. I mean, what is your take on John? And listen, it's, the, it's kind of the lazy question, but you would love to take him on in that octagon, wouldn't you? <laughs> You know, um, yeah. To, to answer your question quite simply, yes, I would. I would happily take that that um, that fight. But his character is one that I do not admire or recommend that people adhere to. He is not a nice man. But as as time has gone by, I do kind of feel. I don't want to say pity. I, I feel kind of sorry for him. Because I'm, I'm thinking he doesn't have good enough people in his circle to co help him correct his ways. You know, a lot of people are going to sit there and, and, and a lot of people have, have said, oh, you're just trying to get clout or you're just trying to get... No, I couldn't care less about that. If you know me, you know that I couldn't care less about what people think about me. So I just, do, I just go along my life living how I live. 
um, in the best way that I can. Try not to upset too many people and, and inspire people where I can. Well, you've definitely but got... This is, You've definitely Sorry, got go me. You've definitely got me hoping that one day you are face to face with John Jones yeah. in an octagon. That's for sure. I would love to see that. That, that would be like a western. That would be pure <laughs> good versus bad. <laughs> Brilliant. We're getting a lot of messages of support for you, Chai. Just one last oh, question before we head to the news headlines, and that is a yes. prediction. Do you make predictions for your fight, and do you have one for this coming weekend? Um, I don't tend to make predictions. I mean, but I suppose if I'm going to, I might as well make one for the for the lovely people that are listening today. I predict that at the end of this fight, you will be a believer in Chopsky. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, listen, we've watched your clips on YouTube. We're already there. Uh, Chai, listen, thank you. Thank you so much for sparing the time. Best of luck for the weekend. And hopefully this isn't the last time we chat to you on Dubai 103.8. Absolutely not. You guys stay safe. That is the most important thing. Thank you so much for your time. Brilliant stuff. Fantastic. Chai Chopper Lewis Parry. He is in action this weekend at UAE Warriors. And I predict he's going to do some damage. Oh, I predict a riot. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.